the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello. Welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley and Noah. Man, I miss you, man. It seems like it's been uh, forever since I've uh, been able to see your face. I was just there last week. It seems longer <laughs> than that. Yeah, we, uh, we had, a, had a good time last week. Had a good time last week, man. I tell you, uh, it was so fun being in the studio with you. But you know, I did not see that vein pop up. Well, that's because we actually for- had. A, well, even when we had the hot topics, JC, we didn't have. Uh, I mean, they were pretty neutral um, topics. I mean, no matter what side of the fence you happen to, to to fall on, and we were all pretty much on the same side. Uh, it, it wasn't too. I you know, I, I felt calm. I agree with that, Noah. I mean, uh, with the talking about the border crisis yeah. and the Keeping Renter Safety Act, it's a very think logistical all, kind of an issue, Michelle. Yeah, everyone could, you know, can you know, kind of look at both sides to things. But I think it, it wasn't a vein popping moment for no, you. No, what is vein popping though is when you take my Star Trek off of Netflix. Oh uh, my Netflix, gosh, I, I didn't like that move. <laughs> Man, I freaked out last week, Noah, because uh, I was in California, Michelle stayed in Texas. And uh, our listener audience, we're in Texas to, uh, tonight. We're in Texas this week. Uh, we will be in Atlanta, Georgia next week. Uh, we also got New York. Uh, we got all of these other places coming up. But, Noah, uh, when I got off the air, because uh, I went on the air early uh, last and week. that was at 3 p.m. Prime time. <laughs> yeah. And, I, man, Star Trek, boy, no, I, 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 I did not know how to act. And I tried everything, so I had to go back and watch the uh, the nineteen. Uh, I guess it was the the movie eleven years ago. Uh, young Kirk, Young Spark, Young. Oh, you know everybody. what? I love those too. Those are pretty fantastic. <laughs> With Zachary Quinto as Mr. Spock and Chris Pine as Captain Kirk and Zoe Saldana as you know, know Michelle. I'm watching those movies very close minded. I said I'm not going to like these. I'll watch them, but I'm not going to like them. I applauded at the end. I, I thought it was outstanding. It was. It, it was outstanding. And I tell you what, Noah, we got just absolutely fantastic guests on tonight. And it should incite ideals and innovation thinking. Uh, we got the doctor, Diane, Reverend, Pastor, uh, everything. Yet Another one of those that does it all, eh? She does it all, man. And such a brilliant young lady that I would have loved to have her in studio. And, and guess what? She's in Southern California. Tonight. She should be in studio. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, but uh, that's okay. We'll get her back. 
Uh, but uh, I always like to introduce to our, our listening audience my great uh, co-host, uh, Michelle Cooley. I tell you, Noah, every day being around this young lady keeps me calm, keeps me grounded, keeps me focused. But you know what? That's the that's the sign of a good marriage, man. So, uh, and Michelle's keeping it all together. That's for sure. She is, and uh, I, I'm just so happy that God has blessed me with such a great uh, soulmate. You know what we did this weekend, Noah? What'd you guys do? Nothing. (laughs) We did absolutely nothing. We just chilled out, watched TV, just talked and everything. Sometimes you don't have to do errands on the weekend. You can just use that weekend to just absolutely do nothing. You need to recharge. And like, you know, this can wait. Nothing is that urgent. Sometimes, and we're all so busy. Michelle, you guys are some of the busiest people I know. But you have to just take that minute to just, just pull back a little bit. We, sometimes we had to do that, but it, especially this past weekend, we picked up the Dallas Network. Uh, and so uh, we own five nights a week. Now we own six days a week. And a lot of people don't know, uh, know how much time it takes to produce a one-hour show. I mean, live every night. Yeah, most people and then just think, hey, JC's on 7 to 8. That's the show. Ooh, no. Many hours of prep <laughs> on all ends of the spectrum. And to come up with great guests like the guests that we got tonight, man, uh, it's a blessing. And I tell you, I, I, I want to dive right into this show. And I want our listeners on to know if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. Michelle, this is what we're going to start out with. Can you just tell our listening audience what's the title of the show tonight? The title of tonight's show is Dr. Diane Johnson, Inciting Ideas with Innovation. Well, uh, let me tell you, Noah, a little bit about this, uh, because we, uh, as Americans, we as people, we are people to where we have the opportunity to act differently and prevent uh, uh, negative uh, things that happen to us. And we have the opportunity to focus on what we can do to make the world better. And you know uh, my buff that I always talk about, in order for us to be the best that we can be, we have to have vision. We have to have understanding. But we have to be focused uh, on uh, the things that we do because we want to be able to have a positive impact. JC, it's hard to really do anything and do, do it all out if you're not focused. I like what you just said. It's, it, so you have to be focused, and being focused, it requires time. It, retri- it, it requires participation. It requires being able to alter or change your current vision. If you're not able to do that, uh, you're going to have challenges in anything that you do. You can have challenges in your business. You can have challenges in your family. You're going to have challenges in your life. And that is so important that we have to be able to just see past the tip of our nose and we have to be able to welcome change from a positive perspective. So that's why we got Dr. Johnson here tonight. And with that being said, Michelle, can you tell our listening audience uh, what's the purpose of the show tonight? Yes. The purpose of the show tonight is getting to know the background of CEO and founder of Mapu Consulting, Dr. Diane Johnson, discuss the services and resources provided by Mapu Consulting, 
discuss the areas of social change and her thoughts and opinions on spiritual leadership and ways people can have impact within their communities. Can you introduce this great lady and then we uh, introduce her to our listening audience and hopefully we'll get to one question before our first break. Yes. Diane Johnson, Ph.D., MDiv is CEO and founder of Mapu Consulting, a national consulting firm committed to supporting and facilitating the alignment of mission, vision, and values for organizations engaged in individual, organizational, institutional, community, and societal transformation. Established in 1992, Mapu Consulting was inspired by Diane's work co-leading a cultural brigade in South Africa, which offered workshops, classes, training, and technical assistance to Nigos in Johannesburg, Durban, Cape Town, and Natal. Mapu is a South African name that means woman who carries ideas. Dr. Johnson has invested more than 30 years of experience, learning, and service to the business, public, community, and social sectors. In a variety of roles from program director, director of development, and project administrator to researcher, trainer, technical assistance provider, and a strategic planner, whether as a corporate communication specialist, program evaluator, national consulting, or executive Coach, Dr. Johnson has worked at the intersections of community transformation, diversity and inclusion, organizational capacity expansion and leadership development. Over the past several years, Dr. Johnson has focused her work at the intersection of spirituality and social change and creating congruence between individual purpose, passion, organizational mission, community vision, and social enterprise values. A former core faculty member of the Chaplain, Chaplaincy Institute of Interfaith Arts and Ministry in Berkeley, California, and consultant to Pacific School of Religion Center on Spirituality and Social Change. Dr. Johnson is an affiliated senior consultant with the Metropolitan Group, a national strategic communications and creative services group. The James Cooley Show is your live proudly represents and welcomes Dr. Diane Johnson. Welcome to the show, Dr. Johnson. But, you know, before we even get to you, uh, what I want to do, Noah, is take a station break early so we, we can come back and have this great doctor uh, for the next three segments. And I tell you, if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one 888 Again, that's one 888 It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity 
diversity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, Noah. It's time to get off into uh, this great guest. I am so excited to bring the doctor on and to learn so much. And plus, Noah, uh, one thing that uh, I probably didn't emphasize, she loved the Lord. Well, (laughs) that's a bonus right there. That's the most important thing. (laughs) Oh, you know, I mean, and uh, uh, listen on the show, you already know how me and Michelle is. We love the Lord. Uh, She loved the Lord as well. You know, so uh, if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven again. That's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Doctor Johnson, welcome to the show. It is a pleasure and a delight to be here, James. I feel very, very honored um, and very humbled, actually, to be to be a guest. And I'm very, very excited about the conversation we're going to have um, this evening. Wow, uh, I am so excited, and I know our listening audience is excited as well. Dr. Jones, can you please tell our listening audience where you grew up and a little bit about you and your background? Oh, okay. So, uh, short story being long, no. <laughs> so I, grew, I grew up in Los Angeles in a neighborhood that used to be called Mid-City, you know, before they started changing all the names of regular neighborhoods. You know, so uh, right in, literally right in the center of the city, my um, my father was a a, a, high, a a teacher, elementary school teacher. My um, mother um, was a nurse before she retired after over 40 years in um, working for the L.A. County. And um, I grew up, because my dad was a teacher, um, with a sense about how important learning and education was. So it was always about, did I finish my homework first before my sister and I got to go out to play? We came from a relatively, what now would be considered a pretty strict strict upbringing because my dad had such a sense about what was important. So we were only allowed a certain limited number of hours of television, Monday through Friday, as well as on the weekend. And so because of that, I was an absolutely voracious reader. I mean, I, I distinctly remember, I think I was in second grade, and coming home and saying, Mommy, there's this place called a library, and they actually, you can go in and check out books. It's like, I was so excited. Right? 
So I was I I would be what is now considered a nerd. You know, I, I and now and I can now as an adult uh, wear that title proudly. Not so much when I was being teased mercilessly in public. You know, elementary, junior high, and high school in in Los Angeles. So, um, but always had a, and I was re- so fortunate because I grew up in Los Angeles when you could get a college preparatory education from the public school system. So I think I got as well an education as um, as those who went to prep schools. That. Um, gave me a um, an on-ramp, so I went to an Ivy League school. I went to the University of Pennsylvania and studied communications at Annenberg and took classes at Wharton in marketing. That led me to my first career, which was a career in corporate communications, working for both the CBS network as well as ABC network and doing marketing and sales. So I, I, I was very, very, very fortunate Um because my my the culture that I grew up with, even though economically we were pretty, I would say middle class, right? But culturally, we were, um, I would say, upper middle class because my father and mother constantly instilled in me a sense of pride, a sense of pride of being black. I mean, all the things that my father, so many things that my father did when I was a child, I didn't understand what what he what he was doing, and he was actively combating what we would now call microaggressions. But this is in the, you know, in the late 60s and and 70s. So the things that my father, he had little cards printed up saying, what I do for a living is none of your business, (laughs) right? Or or like things like, the chip would be bigger if the service was better. I mean, he just, he he was a pilot, he he was a school teacher, but he also got his pilot's license. He also learned how to ski. He also played tennis. He was not going to let um, culture and and the environment um, tell him what he could and could not do. Wow. You know, <laughs> um, I tell you, I mean, you mentioned a couple of things uh, in this. As, uh, they, uh, so probably a lot of your classmates thought you were a nerd, uh, educational buff, uh, this and that. But what can they say now? Uh, the, the, what they, what can, they can say now is call you. Dr. Johnson. Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> right, right. I mean, and there's also, let's be clear, there is pressure because even though in public school there were not that many of us that were that were black or indigenous or people of color that were in. Remember when they used to track us, you know, when you were either advanced class or middle or lower, and there were probably only not even 10 of us who were in the advanced track. Right. And so we were tracked from the time that we were in elementary school. Right. And, and, and funny you mention that, uh, because uh, if uh, anybody that read my book or read my book or, or buy my new audio book, they would know that um, when I left Alabama and came back to Chattanooga and I was uh, reading on what they call the grade level and yes. they tracked all of those things. And yes. Mr. White used to always run around like James Cooley reading on the grade level. I mean, because um, most of the students in, was two, three grades behind. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, education is so important. I mean, at, at, at 10, 11 years old, we don't understand the value at that, at that time. Uh, but we understand that as we grow. And um, just like what you're saying, 
the last 30, 35 years, I've been in school, I mean, the entire time, because I believe that um, learning is so important and that uh, it opens up the gateway for opportunities. So this is this is really interesting. My grandmother, I remember my mother talked about this because I don't remember this, but my grandmother talking about and I, you know, about the challenges about um, desegregation, and and it's because when we lived, I'm not saying that we, should, you know, that's a, that was a horrific thing, but one of the benefits of having a a, a community together with multiple experiences. So you had, you grew up, you might've been working class. Your dad might've been a, might've been a bus driver, but there was the doctor who lived like on, you know, down the street. And then there was a dentist and there was accountants as well as the ne'er-do-wells, you know? So there was a holistic community that gave you exposure because I think one of the, um, one of the greatest, one of the greatest challenges that we, there, that are impacting um, the United States is the level of economic segregation. So we do not get both economic and, and racial segregation. So as far as I, um, what I'm observing and what I, what I'm, what I've learned is that we are now, are, we are more segregated both around race and class now in 2021 than we were 50 years ago. Right. And so what that does is it creates a level of isolation and it creates a level of misunderstanding where if you do not that. that so what you do believe in television, because if you are living in a community that is that doesn't have a lot of diversity or doesn't even have a decent amount of diversity where you don't have a lived experience in meeting with in working with and going to school with people who are different than you and have different perspectives, you are limited in terms of your understanding of, uh, of the human experience, right? So the, how, so I always tell um, young people that how important it is to gain as much experiences that are different than your own as possible. Right. And that then and how do we there's a question about how do we create a level of curiosity in ourselves, in our children? You know, how do we how do we create a sense of wonderment? How do we create a sense of deep respect for you know, for, for, for our elders, don't get me started on like the need for respect of elders, right? I, I, that's a whole nother show, but you know, because I've, I've become my mother. I'm like, I'm like, I can't believe they're saying that. I can't believe they're dressed like that. I can't believe they're acting I'm like, who is that who's speaking? <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> you know, Dr. Johnson, <laughs> that's funny. Sometimes I look in the mirror, I'm like, wow, I look like my older sister or my mother. <laughs> so it's just, it's just funny that you said that. Well, we're going to talk about um, you as the CEO of a consulting firm called Mapu. Can you tell us, um, first of all, what this means and how you came up with that name and what does your firm do? Thanks for that, that question. So um, Mapu is actually a Kosa, the South African name that means woman who carries ideas. And that was a name that was actually given to me because in the um, early 90s, I was lucky enough, fortunate enough to actually co-lead a group of folks from the United States, journalists, ch- 
change agents, folks who are doing not-for-profit work, people who are doing arts and culture work. Um, and so we, we um, because of our, um, there is an organization called the South African Arts Fund, and they sponsored, they wanted, and it was run by a woman who was from South from South Africa. And um, so when the South African Culture Brigade, I mean, Culture Boycott ended, she was very, very clear about how she wanted to take a group of, of, of Americans, both African-American and white, over to South Africa to do a cultural exchange. And we were there for six weeks, and I co-led that. And during that time, I was doing workshops around fundraising and resource development for non-governmental organizations. And so there was a, a, a group of three elders who said, do you have a, do you have an African name? I was like, oh no, I would never presume. It's like, no, 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 we must give you a name. So literally they went off in a corner and came back. It's like, we have decided you're a woman who's like pregnant with ideas. You're the woman who cares ideas. And that was um, Mapu. I want you to, hey, Doc, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back. You got to explain that to our listening audience. (laughs) And so just hold that thought. Our listening audience, if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. Mike Collins, hey, I see, and I'm listening to you calling to the show. All your comments are absolutely fantastic. We'll be back shortly after the break with Dr. Diane Johnson. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen-to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Noah Dingley here, producer of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. 
and the new audio version of Jane's book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And Noah, man, I tell you, I'm going to be honest with you, man. This guest right here is absolutely marvelous. Oh, I'm Fantastic. telling you, halfway through the show, I'm already calling it. We need to uh, get her back on for part two. Well, okay. I, I, I might have to beg her to come back on. I don't know, Noah, but you, you my producer. If you say, hey, we, we got her back, uh, uh, I'll follow your lead. Yeah, it's a, it's a done deal. <laughs> it, it needs to happen. <laughs> it's, you, know, you know why it needs to happen? Because we are not even going to get nowhere near half the questions that we got right here. Uh, because, first of all, uh, she's a speaker, and she is so dynamic and she's not going to allow us to get to uh, 20-something questions. She's an eloquent but, speaker. I love listening to her but, speak. But it's okay because we get her back again. And, uh, and she put herself in vision, understanding, and focus, the buff. Remember, vision, uh, we, we have to have opportunities to act uh, on, our di- on our thoughts. And so uh, I tell you, because that impact. Uh, the world that impact uh, our, our future generations that impact everything that we need to do to be successful, not only in America but the world, right, Dr. Johnson? Yes, so James, I'm really glad you um, uh, shared that. And let me just finish the last question that Michelle asked, which was about the name of my company and what I do. And so, Mapu, as I said, Mapu means the woman who carries ideas, the South African name. And my consulting firm is a national firm where we are working on the opportunity for college students to be mentors and teach under-resourced kids um, around uh, around reading and, and, and literary skills. And that slowly, very not slowly, but quickly moved to working at um, at the state level and even at the federal level because I was doing a lot of work around community service and community service learning. So that was work where um, facilitating partnerships between colleges and universities who were who were um, um, matching themselves with nonprofit organizations in the community, and then using college students as volunteers so that um, college students could contribute to the community while also learning in their own college program. And so that led to uh, um, my array from fundraising to strategic planning to visioning to doing leadership development, doing executive coaching. So, um, And now MAPU is, a, a, is a, a firm where we are working with either an array of consultants And we are working at some of the most pressing problems that are impacting our communities and across the country. And one of those critical and one of the things I think is so fascinating and so important is how businesses and government and community, that there is a level of flexibility and a level of commitment 
where it's no longer just the not-for-profits like your foundation, right? It's no longer not-for-profits and foundations that are doing all the good work and businesses are, do, are making all the money. What we now have, what we've had, I think it's, that it's no longer, but there are such, there's such tremendous opportunity and expectation of consumers saying, if I have to choose between what, that I'm buying a product, I'm going to buy it. Let's see what's happened over the last um, two years. I'm going to buy from a black owned business. It has never been the level of, su- of support and awareness of the, the struggles and the challenges of black entrepreneurs and, the, and the, the level of investment dollars that are now going into black-owned businesses is a direct response to a recognition of, oh, things have to change. We, like, there has been some inequity. Wow, maybe we could actually, I can use my consumer. The nonprofit organization, uh, we, our, our dream and our, our mission is to uh, make sure that we prepare uh, 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 today's uh, generation to be our leaders of tomorrow. And we have to do that through a lot of different mechanisms. We have to do that through uh, culture changes. We have to be open-minded in everything that we do. Uh, we have to uh, push education, and we have to do a lot of great things to make sure that uh, that uh, are not just our community, but our communities nationwide is open-minded and that's why uh, one of my visions is big uh vision understanding and focus and uh, my motto in my program is to dream big think big and be big at every you know i was thinking with this conversation was thinking about how many kids did we see come in through that fast program that were uh you know here they had this high school degree but most of them came from like inner cities like um Detroit, Chicago, New York, high school diploma could not read at a sixth grade yes. reading level, yes. right? Developing a passion for reading in the black communities is huge. Developing a, uh, a passion for reading in, in any poor community is huge because it's the first key to walking out of it. And it's just like starting a business. How can a black person or a Hispanic or start a uh, business in a community that's not safe? So once again, education, safety, you, you, I have a good friend named Pat, who was one of my lead men that was working for me and he started his own business in racing, Wisconsin, but he started it in a black neighborhood because it's a middle-class black neighborhood. So he, it was safe. He was able to, to grow his community and, and his business and he, and he's doing, he's doing well. And, um, so, so Michael, let me ask, let me ask you, great. Yeah. So, Michael, I think that that's a really important point, but I also think one of the opportunities that we have is not necessarily starting new businesses, and especially given what has happened with COVID, we don't need, we need to just we need to um, find ways of reopening all those businesses that have closed. We through through this pandemic, we have lost almost a half a million independent restaurants family-owned restaurants all across this country because of COVID. So as, as wonderful as it is to, to, to create new businesses, one of the things that I want to challenge people is to figure out how do we um, reopen those amazing 
family-owned independent businesses where you can hire one, two, three folks at a time. Right? That's what Pat was doing. And also, how do we, I think this is important, how do we change the criteria for how we're going to hire someone? Because I think so, because I've done any any number uh, work with any number of reentry programs um, in in California, and what we're seeing is when businesses, when they understand the experience of either someone who made a mistake has 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 served their time, is really ready to turn around their life. We have structures that prevent them from becoming a positive member of our communities. And so it's, it's when an independent, when a, when a business person has the opportunity to look past what is on the piece of paper and to look to see, is someone committed? Is, does someone have a sense of respect for themselves and a sense of respect for others so that we can hire more and more people that might not necessarily be, quote, unquote, formally um, educated, right? Right. So, and, and, and I agree with you on that because what I think right now is actually the best opportunity for them because, we, you know, you're short 10 million uh, job slots and exactly. people are uh, willing to take that risk right now. So if, if, if you're someone that, that falls into that category, if you're going to have an opportunity, this is, this is the time. And, and I also agree with you, like, the insanity of the requirements that we're putting. Like, I know when you and I grew up, you didn't have to have a bachelor's degree to be a manager at a McDonald's. Exactly. You, you didn't you have, have to have a, have a bachelor's degree to even. Hey, hey, hey Mike, Mike, uh, uh, Mike, and Doctor Johnson, uh, hold that thought. We got to take a station break. I got to pay the bills. Okay. <laughs> hey, but Mike, don't go anywhere. Uh, and right, uh, and uh, we're gonna come back and we we going to uh, finish answering that question. And we got a lot more. I tell you, we're gonna take a station break. If you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight eight eight. 344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. We'll be back with Dr. Johnson on It's Your Life. I'm James Cole. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. 
Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley. Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. I'm Michelle Cooley. We're excited to have our guest, Dr. Diane Johnson, tonight. And we have a caller who is asking her some questions, a Mr. Mike Collins. So we're going to continue with that. Dr. Diane Johnson, um, Mike, continue your conversation. And if you want to be part of this show, please contact 1-888-344-1170. 1-888-344-1170. I... I- I, I think one of the biggest things that we ignore is taxes on the poor community, right? So you look at the tax code and it says poor right. people don't pay taxes, but the real tax in the poor communities like Chicago, Detroit is corruption. The corruption, the, the diversion of funds that are meant for those communities to benefit them in the Chicago public schools is a perfect one. They spend more per student in that school system than they do in any of the systems in Illinois. And yet, like I said, we were getting recruits in the Navy with high school diplomas that could not read, that could not add. Um, some of them okay. could not write so, their name, right? So, so, Mike, let me actually, let me, um, I'm going to actually challenge that um, statement because I think an inability for an individual student to read or to, or, or to, to, to function effectively in the way that you would think a high school um, graduate would is not necessarily like, the, the 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 inefficacy of 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 teachers or of a, of a school system doesn't have to do with taxes. I think it has to do with the bureaucracy and the level of rules that prevent teachers from being innovative. It prevents teachers from actually. I'll say coloring out of the lines because what happens is so often that in my understanding in, in, in public education that, that schools and teachers have to teach towards standardized tests and that, the, and that there are curriculum learning standards that are very, very, my understanding again, are very, very rigid that, that stifles innovation, that stifles creativity on the side of the teacher. Right, and so, so the, the 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 result is that you get that you have students that are not being educated in the way that we think that that they are. But I don't know whether it's ne- that's necessarily corruption as that that that's a failure of a system, right? But the well, the result is the I same think, uh, in the I fact that people are not I getting. Right. I, think there, I think there's huge facets, like many facets, not just one simple one. I was right. just using the school system corruption part mm-hmm. as an example because it's, it's, a, it's a huge one that, that can be seen in Chicago where you have way more administrators per student than you do in any school district 
in mm-hmm. all of Illinois. You have the lowest. So even if they're teaching towards the test, right, they're failing at that because the kids are doing horribly on that. So mm-hmm. even teaching towards the test isn't doing them any good. And mm-hmm. you're right. Teachers need to be allowed to innovate and stuff. But you can right. also look at it in, in the housing, in the taxes, and in, in, in the business incentives within those communities. It's literally driven by these aldermen and people that are getting huge amounts of mm-hmm. dollars. Right. So I think in a poor community, it's so sad because here are these huge amounts of dollars that are being developed instead of being utilized in these great ways. Whereas where there was more ethical, I don't know, politicians, in my opinion, they could grow. And so I think that tax, even though they're not paying direct income taxes, they get taxed by the, the very corruption of the system. Yeah. So, Mike, I'm going to ask you, I'm, I'm going to and I can see that James might. Interrupt me, but I'm going to ask a question that might be a, 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 a challenge. So what's your sense, what, what, what's your response to when you hear that maybe a middle-class family is paying more taxes than a multinational corporation? Like that the fact oh, I know that many multinational corporations are paying absolutely. zero taxes. Right. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. I look at my tax bill every year. My wife and I both work and and we pay a huge chunk. I know there's millionaires that don't, that don't pay nothing. I totally agree with you. You know, it's, it's, it's just weird. Um, so yeah. So the, and once again, that, what is that from? That's from corruption. That's because they are able to fund these politicians and run and this both parties. There's not one single party that's, that's, uh, subject to this. They, they pay for their politicians, and then they pay for those rules, and then they stand out in front of us, a billionaire, and say, yeah, we, there should be – well, then pay. Don't, don't stand out in front and say Congress needs to increase this. Pay. Nothing stops you from yeah. taking the 30-year $200 billion and, and giving it to people and helping people. You know right. what I'm saying? But they, what they really want is taxes passed on somebody else. Yeah, yeah. So this, I think this why, is why, 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 hold, 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 hold. Uh, this is so great of a discussion, but we're going to have to push it. Mike, you know that you can call in my show anytime. I love you, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh discussion that you and Dr. Johnson just generated, we we're we going to have her back on again in the next four to six weeks as she decides to come on. And, 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 and Mike, I would love, I mean, you are, I, I tell you all the time, I would love to have you as part of this conversation because uh, so, you're my thank guy. Thank you, Mike, for that fabulous conversation. And I have to say one thing. So one of the things that I think what, that, what our discussion is an is a illustration of is that I think that people in this country want things to be fair. They want things to be equitable. I think every single person in this country wants to, wants to drink clean water, wants to be able to send their child to a school where they get education, that lives in a neighborhood where there are services, where, that, that lives in a, in a community where there's vibrancy, where there's arts and culture, where there's understanding, where there's a sense of community and a sense of, of seeing their neighbor and seeing the humanity that is um, and, and, and respecting, respecting everyone. And I think in, in these times we have such an opportunity to have discussions across, like, reg- like regardless of the label, 
right? Like, I don't know what your political affiliation is. I don't, I don't even, like, I don't even know what you look like. But we just had a conversation where we listened to one another, where we heard one another, and where we had a dialogue. And I think that is the biggest shame, is that wow. we have not, that we have... Hey, Dr. Johnson, we coming out toward the end of the show. Uh, you know what, Dr. Johnson, you put yourself in this situation that now you got to come back on and explain your viewpoints and your thoughts. Hey, Mike Collins, love you, man. Love you. Thank yeah. you, Mike. It was so nice like <laughs> meeting you. Yeah. Hey, hey, Dr. Johnson, I want to say thank you so much. Rachel, I know you listen. I, I see you on Facebook and this. And that. Thank you so much for introducing me to this great guest. I'd like to thank my great co-host, Michelle Cooley, who's always here and she does all the heavy list, lift, lifting. I'd like to thank my great producer, Noah Dingley. Dude, I don't know what I'd do without you. Well, now I'm going to have to. Uh, <laughs> my questions are bottled up. That's it's for part two. Oh, we got to have her back on. You already, you already gave me permission. That we, per, oh, we permission get, granted. <laughs> I'd like to thank our listening audience for taking the time to listen to the James Cooley Show. It's your life uh, every night. Uh, I tell you, we're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message and great guests like Dr. Diane Johnson uh, to the show. And I tell you, we're going to be back tomorrow. Same time. Same place. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been The James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.